0: Hello, this is Pastor Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you found this at www.dredhill.podteam.com, the home of This Week in the Word. Well, you've come here where we're recording our 169th episode of This Week in the Word, and you can still listen to... All of those, and they're always free. And I invite you, if you like what you hear today when we're done, to like not only this episode, but to also follow the podcast. Well, we come today in our study of Matthew's Messiah, written by Levi, a Jewish man who was a tax collector for the Roman Empire, but he was called to be a, a disciple, and eventually he was an apostle of Christ. But he wrote this to show his own people, the Jewish people, that Jesus Christ is their true Messiah. In fact, the whole world can read the Gospel of Matthew and find out that Jesus came to be the Savior of all who would trust in him, whether they're Jewish or not. Well, this is the episode for Sunday, December 19th, 2021. It's Matthew's Messiah. Watch, work, and win. (laughs) Well, here we go. Let's go right to Matthew chapter 25. And if you don't have a Bible with you, that's fine. I'm going to read it and you can just listen along with us. We're going to see two stories that Jesus told. And I want to give you a great principle of Bible interpretation. You may want to jot this down. When the plain sense makes sense, seek no other sense. And the way I want to use that principle here today is although there certainly could be deeper meaning and applications and analogies and all of that kind of stuff, this from the stories that Jesus tells here for other aspects of Bible prophecy or the Christian life, let's just read it for what it says on the face value, because that was the major point that he was making in these stories. You know, a very common trap in trying to understand the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ is to try to dig out some deep, obscure, hidden meaning in the smallest of details. And you've probably heard people do that. Well, there may be some things there. I will agree with that, but let's be sure we understand the main point that he was making and telling the story in the first place. Now, let me give you a little context before we get right to Matthew chapter 25. We, you will remember if you've been with us, and if not, I'll bring you up to speed here, In Matthew chapter 23 and the start of Matthew 24, Jesus is leaving the temple. Now, he will not be back here to present himself officially again to the Jewish people until the return of Christ, the second coming. Now, though he may be brought back, I believe, for some of his six trials in a couple of days, he is officially leaving the temple right here. So as the Lord left the temple, there he's only about two days from these trials that I mentioned and his crucifixion. And he exerted much effort in teaching about the future and being ready for his return. And you can see what he taught about that in Matthew chapter 24. And he kind of uh, brings it to a close here in Matthew 25 basically calling for a decision like a good preacher. so in matthew 25 his emphasis after telling us what he told us in matthew 24 and you can go back to listen to last week's episode i entitled it 21 bible prophecy predictions and i encourage you to do that if you haven't listened to it but in matthew 25 his emphasis listen is to be ready and available serving him while we await his coming. It's that simple. By the way, do you know what the best ability is? It's ability to make yourself available to God, to be used by God. All right, so let's start heading into Matthew chapter 25. And the first thing we're going to see today, I'm going to give you three words, and two of them are the two things we should do, and the third one is what happens when we do those things. First, watch. We are to be watching. Now, Jesus is about to tell a story here, but I want to give you a context so that it makes even more sense to you. He's talking here about how a Jewish wedding is conducted and specifically about a Galilean wedding. Much has been discovered in recent time about that, and you can look that up on the web, and it's very interesting. But basically, the bridegroom would engage the bride, uh, bride bride-to-be, and then he would go away to his father's house to build a, a living space for him and his new bride, and he would come back to get the bride to take her to the father's house and then of course when he was bringing her back there would be people awaiting their arrival and excited it it was just a great community event so there would be people uh you know you know how kids are at weddings you know adults we hate weddings right (laughs) maybe unless we're getting married but if we have to go to a wedding, it's like, oh, man, I got to go to a wedding. So at least that's the way a lot of people are. So uh, But kids love that kind of thing. You know, if they get to be the ring bearer, the flower girl, or even if they're not in the wedding, they love being around this kind of thing. And so you're going to see some, some young ladies here in this story. And, well, let's just see what happens. But as we begin to study this, I want you to just bear this in mind that the Lord here begins to reveal the mystery of the rapture of the church. Now, he doesn't come out and and just point blank teach it, but he is going to do that with his own disciples on the, uh, the night of Passover when the Last Supper is held, and John the Apostle wrote in his gospel, in John 14, verses 1 through 6, this same thing. So you can read about it right there. So the Lord begins to unfold that. And later in time, the Apostle Paul will teach more about the rapture of the church in greater detail. And uh, also in the book of the Revelation, John does as well. And so, yes, in this, it is talking about his return, but but he doesn't come out and deal with the rapture here. And I said all of that to make this point. I hope I'm not confusing you. Right here in this parable, his visible return at the end of the tribulation, the rapture happens before the tribulation starts or at the start. But what we're reading here is going to happen at the end of the tribulation when he returns in the second coming physically to the earth to take over and set up his millennial kingdom, the long-promised reign of Christ on the earth. And we'll see when we get to the last part of Matthew 25 that there's going to be a test there, and that's how they treated his brethren, the Jewish people, the evangelists and the Jews who trust Christ based on their message, and they follow Christ during the tribulation, and anyone who follows Christ who will not bow to the Antichrist. But I want us to focus on the main obvious meaning right here today. So in Matthew 25, here's the first story. Get ready. And I call it Watch. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. That's the principle right there in verse 13. So the Lord tells this story, you know, half of the, the virgins are ready and they go into the marriage supper and they enjoy the, all the events. The other half are not ready and they miss out big time. And he plugs it in. He applies it right here in verse 13. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. We don't know when the second coming is going to occur and we don't know when the rapture of the church is going to occur exactly. So what's the principle? Watch, be ready. Now, I don't want you to go seeking after any other meaning right now beyond the obvious right here. Get this principle down and everything else will fall into place, okay? You follow what I'm saying? So watch, be ready. Be ready. It, five of them were. Five weren't. The ones that were ready, you know, they enjoyed the festivities. The other five that weren't ready, they didn't get to go in. All right? Be ready. Watch. Here's a second word. Work. Let's go to verse 14 of Matthew 25. So, Pastor Ed, this is not very deep. Hey, when the lord told these stories he was talking to people like you and me and most of the time we're not very deep he wanted even us to get it right so the first word is watch you know we should be ready because we don't know you know what let's even talk about the time of our own personal death you and i could both die we could all die before the lord returns right well, then, then that becomes the day that we don't know when it's going to happen. We need to watch. We need to be ready. People will say, oh, when the time comes, I'll get ready. No, they won't. I mean, death and, and the rapture and the return of Christ all sneak up on people all the time. You know, it's going to sneak up and people aren't going to be ready, but I want you to watch and be ready. And that's the main thing the Lord told that story for How do we know that? Because he said so in verse 13. All right, let's go to Matthew 25 to verse 14 and look at the word work. Here's another story. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. So he he doubled what he had, right? Verse 17, and likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. So this guy doubled his two also. Notice they didn't receive the same amount, but they they worked and they, they turned what they were given into even more. Look at verse 18. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. He stuck it in a hole. He hid it. Verse 19 And after after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. You know, there will be a day of reckoning for everybody. That includes you. There will be an accounting. You will give an answer for this life you were given. All right, let's go to verse 20. And so, he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art in hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, means he was lazy, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed, Thou oughtest, therefore, to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. Basically saying in our terms, you, you should have invested it at the bank and I would have earned interest on it at the very least. Instead, this guy buries it in a hole. He was not very industrious and also not very bright, was he? Verse 28, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what is the main thing that we should learn right here? Why did he tell this? Because not only are we to watch, there's plenty of people that might watch so they can be ready, but maybe some of them are tempted to just say, well, it's probably not yet, I'll just take it easy. Oh no, you, we, if we're really watching, if we're really ready, we will not only watch, but we will work in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, how can we be of no service to the one who gave his life for us. We need to be serving. This servant was in trouble. Listen to this. This servant was in trouble, not because he didn't do as well as the first two, but because he didn't do anything at all. We don't know what he was doing, but we know he wasn't doing his job. He wasn't working. That was his job, right? Listen, if you are a real Christian, you will be doing something, even if it seems small to you, you will be doing something for Jesus Christ and his kingdom while you wait for him and it to come. You know, I thought about it like this, hey, if no local church wants me as a preacher anymore, you know, I was a pastor for about 30 years. If no local church wants me as a preacher anymore, I'm gonna preach anyway on a global podcast. <laughs> I My messages, this blows my mind, my messages have been heard in Australia and Alaska, that other foreign country, and even, get this, Alabama, like Forrest Gump, right? Australia, Alaska, and Alabama, it's been heard all over the world. I can't believe it. Over 6,000 times, I, I think it's like 6,600 times, episodes of this podcast have been downloaded. So, all right, nobody's let me be their preacher right now. I can deal with that. I'm just gonna go global. You should have the same attitude. Well, I don't have the, if I could sing like the great singer in our church and I would sing for the Lord. Hey, just sing somewhere anyway, all right? If I could be this or do that, if I had this and all these advantages, hey, don't think like that. Just get busy for Jesus. Work while we watch, right? Now, you know what? If you are watching and you are working like the Lord would have you to, you're going to win. <clears throat> You're going to win. Listen, I read the end of the book, and we win. I want you to know that. Now what we're about to read, this last section here, this last uh, story but it's not really a story, but w- when he explains this, it is about what we will call uh, his visible return, at the end of the tribulation period you know, after the Antichrist has been dealt with and all of that, and, and it's the judgment of the nations. So it's it's not Israel, and it's not the church, but it's, it's the rest of the people in the world who manage somehow to live through the tribulation period in which most people will have perished, okay? So this is the judgment of the nations. They're not... Um, well, anyway, let's, we'll look at this. So the test here is how these these people treated his brethren, that it would be the Jewish people, specifically uh, the Jewish evangelists, 144,000 who are preaching Jesus all over the world. And, of course, the Jews who hear their message and follow Christ and, and, and anyone and everyone who follows Jesus and won't bow to the Antichrist. And somehow they're still alive when he returns. And he's about to set up his millennial kingdom. But listen, only the sheep can go in and the goats can't. And they wouldn't want to go in his kingdom anyway because they hate Jesus and they don't want Jesus reigning over them, right? You know anybody like that? Maybe they'll turn before it's too late. All right, yes, this portrays a judgment of the nations. That's true, I believe that. But, listen, but its main point is who wins in eternity. Well, Pastor Ed, my religion is private, blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh, like we say in the South, uh-uh. You're going to read right here that um, the Lord thinks it's pretty public. So if you say, well, I worship God in my own way. No, you don't. You worship God his way or you won't worship him at all. How does that suit you, big boy? Ma'am, how does that sit with you? If you take offense at that, I already know you've got problems. Well, let's read about the sheep and the goats right here. and The Lord is explaining in a very common way so that everybody would get it. I guess even today, if, if goats and sheep are herded together, you know, by the same shepherds, that they, they they don't spend the they don't spend all their time together, especially at night. Apparently, the goats are put up by themselves and the sheep by themselves. I mean, how much do I know about all this anyway? But they are separated, and here we'll see: it's the goats go to the left, the sheep to the right. All right. So this is something everybody who heard this. We would have gone like, yeah, seen it a hundred times or more, right? All right, verse 31 in Matthew 25. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. So by the way, the people that say, oh no, well Jesus is not gonna reign on the earth. That's just metaphorical. Uh, apparently not. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Let that sink in. Verse 32, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom Prepared for you from the foundation of the world, for I was in hunger and ye gave me meat; I was thirsty and ye gave me drink; I was a stranger and ye took me in; naked and ye clothed me; I was sick and ye visited me; I was in prison and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord. When saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer. See, the lost my spot there. (laughs) Verse 40. And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in, naked, and ye clothed me not, sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not unto on one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now, these people are the ones who worship the beast and somehow they, they didn't die with all the plagues and judgments and the tribulation and they lived through it, but they're beast worshipers. There's no chance they're going into the kingdom. And like I said, they wouldn't want to anyway. They hate Jesus. They love the Antichrist. They love Satan. So there's a division made. And what I just want you to see is when we are watching and we're working, we're gonna be winning in the end, just like these that are on the right hand. So if you get weary, don't give up watching, don't stop working, keep on keeping on, and you will win we uh, we already know what the end of the book says we win so if you're a believer in Christ you will watch and work and win but if not then you need to be saved you need to be born again a second time now before it's too late for you at your personal death or at the rapture of the church or at the return of Christ i'm going to give you a phone number you can call to get help with that 877 877- You can speak with someone when you call that number, and you can learn how to have Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And then you will know that you belong to him, your sins are forgiven, and your eternity in heaven is secure, and you will not follow Satan into hell. So 877-247-2426, or you can go to chataboutjesus.com, chataboutjesus.com. Listen, I'm going to read you a couple of Bible verses. Romans 3, 23, for all is sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Romans six twenty three: for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I hope you will trust Christ today because we know from Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, I thank you for listening to this week in the word. I hope that it has been an encouragement to your heart as a Christian. If you're not a Christian yet, I hope that you will... Call that phone number or wherever you are right now. You will repent of your sins and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember to like this episode, follow this podcast, and share it also with someone else. You can do that right from where you're listening right now and invite them to listen too. Thank you. God bless you. I look forward to teaching again next week on This Week in the Word. Bye-bye.